I'm Sue Berman and this is Real Gold. This month of October, Auckland Libraries is celebrating Diwali. Diwali is a festival of light and is one of the most popular festivals of Hinduism. It's celebrated every autumn in the Northern Hemisphere or in spring here in the Southern Hemisphere and it symbolises the spiritual victory of light over darkness, good over evil and knowledge over ignorance. In recognition of this special celebration, Heritage Collection staff member Elspeth Orwin and Bridget Simpson have made a selection of material for our Real Gold case. Kia ora Elspeth. Thanks for taking the time with me this morning to talk about the Real Gold case and the material for October, the month of Diwali. It looks like a collection that will transport us to India. I see you have three items here in the case. What can you tell me about what you've selected? Okay, well we've got three items in the case and a wonderful image of some elephants and camels on the wall. The image on the wall is the one that actually appears in the Real Gold book. Uh, it's um, a drawing by Fran Solzen, who was a an artist, a Flemish artist, and mm -hmm. he lived in Calcutta for quite a few, for a few years, from the um, 1791 to 1803. And he took a, a um, number of beautiful images, mm -hmm. and we would have loved to have put one of his books in the case. Um, unfortunately, they are huge and simply won't fit. Oh, really? <laughs> they're, they're four massive volumes. Wow. He, um, he published all his, his, his paintings of India in these four volumes. Unfortunately, it wasn't a commercial success, um, but they're beautiful to have. Yeah. Um, so in the case itself, we've chosen three books which show the introduction, I suppose, of um, Europe to India. Um, the first one is was published in um, 1670 or 71. They're drawings by a French physician um, and traveller, Francois Bernier. He spent 12 years in India, and he was personal phys physician at court of the Mughal Emperor mm -hmm. for that time. And so when he returned to Paris, he published um, this small volume, um, that was about 16, 1670, and it was first translated into English not long late after, in 1672. So Bernier's writing was the, I suppose, the source of most European knowledge from that time period. Mm. And a lot of opinions of India, so in the late 17th, 18th centuries, were, um, were based on his mm. writing. And that book is called, well, the book that we have in the case is Travels in the Mughal em Empire, um, 1656 to 1688. And that's a, a translation um, by Archibald Constable. Right, and so is that, was he, his writing, do you know, sort of observational, or was it diary-like writing? A lot of it was based on his letters home, okay. um, well, to people, yes. you know, back in, in France. Um, so I suppose you'd say it was more, more sort of diary-like. Mm, interesting. The second book in the case is by William Hodges, and that's, um, he was an English painter, William Hodges is perhaps a little bit a name that's more familiar to us here in New Zealand um, as a painter or an artist because um, between 1772 and 75 he accompanied James Cook to the, on the, one of um, Cook's Pacific um, expeditions as the artist. 
Um, so many of his sketches and paintings were adapted as engravings in Cook's journals of, of that voyage. Mm. However, in, a little bit later, in 1778, he travelled to India and he was one of the first British professional landscape painters. So he published, this book was published in, in um, 1793, so still, still quite an early one. And again, his, he was there for six years. Um, and his book is titled Travels in India during the years 1780, 81, 82 and 83. Um, and again, his images are some of the earliest professional ones seen, seen in Europe. Mm. The final book um, in the case is one written by a woman, Elizabeth Sarah Mancelli. Um, she was known as Nina. And she spent 17 years in India with her husband, and he was a chaplain in the British Army. So they were there in the, um, the late 1870s. But, so they lived in uh, for a time in Darjeeling. Um, and while they were there, Nina liked to explore the foothills of the Himalayas. Mm. Um, she went on her pony initially, taking art supplies with her and, and doing lovely drawings of, of the area. Um, then she became determined to make an extended tour of the glaciers of the Himalayas and she did that um, and she's become known as an early sort of woman explorer. However, when I read a little bit more about her I found it wasn't quite what we would expect today. because she, So she planned this extended two month tour but she took with her a guide and 70 servants and she didn't walk very much but she was in fact carried in a um, sedan chair which in, in fact that's what we see on the cover of the the book that we yes, have uh, the copy that we have the title of the, this book that she um, then published in um, 1876 is quite a long one it's the Indian Alps and how we crossed them being a narrative of two years residence in the eastern Himalaya and two months tour into the interior by a lady pioneer illustrated by herself so initially her name wasn't on the book, apparently she didn't consider it quite proper for her to have her name, for you know, a lady to have her name written on, on, the, on the book. Um, the expedition didn't go well apparently, they got lost and they got frostbite and hmm. various things didn't go very well, but having said that, now um, once the book was published, it became an early mountaineering classic of um, Himalayan travel. So it was actually quite an early an account of the Himalayas. Mm. And it includes her paintings? And it does include her paintings. So in fact, each of these, um, except for the very first one, the one from 1670, they're all beautifully illustrated. And is there, I'm not sure what is happening here in the scene with the elephants and the camel, but I, I wondered whether um, there's observations or paintings that include some of these, the Hindu festivals, for example. Very much so, um, particularly um, Fran Solzhen. His foot, massive four-volume work covers all sorts of festivals. It covers the dress of um, every caste of um, Indian that he came across, so from the very poor street seller to quite elaborate drawings. Um, he's painted or illustrated various festivals and um, very, very wide mm. range, of, range of things. So yes, most definitely. Um, the others in the, in the 
we've shown here both the Himalayan um, Alps and William Hodges illustrations are more of landscapes, mm. but um, definitely Solvents is about people. And in fact, um, the book is, is titled, well, the original French version was titled Les Hindus. Oh, okay. Um, and, but it was published with, um, well, the edition we've got uh, is published with both French and English translation. Oh. So it's, he was hoping to, he was hoping to sell it quite widely. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, that non-commercial kind of viability of these massive plates and a sense makes it a rare book mm. these days. So very special to have that in the collection. I'm looking forward to going and looking at some of the original articles from that because um, you don't often get that sort of size, that big outsize of, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's quite amazing. It's um, Just to describe it, it would be, say, larger than your average Saturday newspaper. So it, it really is, you know, a big, big thick, heavy volume yep. <laughs> times four. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Otherwise, we'll no, I think that's wish everybody a light-filled October. <laughs> <laughs> that's